Welcome to the first episode of Experiences of Insight. In today's episode, you will meet Lee and Dave, your hosts. You will hear from both of them perspectives on how they came together, as well as a little bit about their personal and professional journeys, lessons learned, and how that has affected the way they work and go through life. Also, you will get an insight into what you can expect going forward as a listener to our podcast. We hope you enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. This is Dave Magdaleno coming to you from Brooklyn. Uh, I am the founder and managing partner at Crystal Cove Consulting. And with us, we have Lee Duncan. Hello, that's me. <laughs> I, Lee, you want to you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, where, yes. you're, where, you, where, where you physically are right now, um, yes. as well as mentally? And uh, tell us a little bit about your story. Okay, so I'm actually physically and mentally in Raleigh, North Carolina. So over by RTP, that's Research Triangle Park. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of companies here. And um, yep, that's where I'm at. Okay. Uh, Lee, tell us a little bit about what you do for a living and what your role is right now um, or where you're spending most of your time. Uh, so what I do for a living is I work for IBM. I've actually been working at IBM for a long, uh, for 20 years. So it's pretty much everything I know. I did work for GE for uh, a year before that. And I've seen a lot of changes at, at IBM. And by the way, all the opinions today are my own and not of IBM. But, um, but yeah, so I've, I've learned a lot working at IBM. My current role is that of an experienced designer. So um, how that's different than some of the other designers at IBM, because we have thousands, actually, probably close to 2,000 designers now at IBM as we scale design. But how I'm different is I'm part of an internal agency at IBM. And what we do is we take a look at, we're inward focused on the tools to create an optimal experience for IBMers and also for our business partners, et cetera. So one of the things I think we should uh, not to let the cat out of the bag too early here, but we wanted to, for everybody listening and checking us out, um, Lee and I are running an experiment, if you will. And we wanted to have a couple of discussions going forward. And we internally met, we did some pre-planning to give this a little bit of form. And uh, we're going to begin today's episode, the first one. Yoo-hoo! Uh, with some introductions. And uh, I think one of the critical things for anybody listening, um, this is really uh, a chance for us to uh, not only express some opinions that are our own um, and invite some people to the conversation to compliment, uh, to have a dialogue with us, uh, compliment these discussions. Uh, the key thing is just please bear in mind that this is really, um, these are our own thoughts and the conversations hopefully will take a life of their own. So on that concept of your journey, you mentioned GE and you mentioned IBM. Um, tell us tell us if you could or share with us a little bit about some of the lessons learned. Um, you know, maybe uh, it was professionally, maybe it was personally, which resulted in some change professionally. Tell us a little bit about your journey, Lee. Yeah, I can tell you starting at IBM, when I first came in, I. I was convinced I had all the answers. 
and that, you know, if anyone wanted to be successful, all they had to do was listen to me. That, that actually turned out to be wrong. Uh, um, surprising. Uh, on a number of levels. One, because I was wrong. Uh, I needed a lot more experience. I needed a lot of hands-on experience. And it's not a way to develop teams and to get people to buy into, you know, your idea. And so that was, uh, it was a huge mistake and one that actually took me quite a bit of time to get over and, and uh, figure out. But luckily, I was able to observe other people that were doing it right. And I was able to also get some mentors um, that provide guidance on how do you actually get stuff done in a large company. And um, over time, I was, <laughs> I was willing to listen to that advice and apply those lessons. And as I did that, I became more and more successful. So can you talk to us a little bit about, um, and I'm interested to know how that feedback was presented to you. Um, was it through you know, the yearly review process that you had internally? Or was it somebody, a friend that said, hey, Lee, you're the brightest guy. Um, you know, maybe there's one knob that you could focus on or adjust that would really make you that much more effective as a professional or maybe even open you up personally? What, what was that turning point for you? So in the beginning, it was, it was non-direct commun- communications and non-direct signaling where I would have an idea and there really weren't any buyers into it. And uh, I think there's a really interesting quote that, that goes something like this. Imagine what we could accomplish if no one was concerned about getting the credit. Mm-hmm. And I, I imagine those early days, I was really concerned about getting the credit. At least that was how people were reading the way I was acting. This was something I was going to start. It's something I was going to own and something that I was going to be recognized for. And I wasn't willing in those early days to give out shares of equity in that idea. Um, that took a long time to figure it out because, A, I came up with the idea so why shouldn't I be recognized for it? But there's so much more that goes into success than just the idea. Actually, the idea is, is the starting place. It's the ultimate uh, starting place. Um, the hard, you know, getting successful is actually getting stuff done. And the people that can figure out how to get stuff done actually are a lot more successful and certainly more successful than the person that thinks they have a bright idea. And uh, in the early days, I had to, you know, uh, I was in denial, I'm sure, where I couldn't organize teams that well, I couldn't get people excited about it, um, and they didn't they didn't work out. Uh, and eventually, as I said, as I became more open to listening, I get, I brought on the mentors. I observed people in the wild become, uh, be successful, and I watched how they do it. And um, luckily, over time, I was able to um, take it in and course correct on how I how I handled problems, how I handled teaming, who I involved in uh, the teams. And, and um, I'm still on a journey, but I, I'm definitely improved. That's good. And um, uh, I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to introduce for anybody that's listening and just for the record, um, wanted to introduce that, you know, uh, for those of you that aren't aware of this, Lee and I have known each other uh, since we were younger. And uh, it's really an interesting story because uh, we share some adventures together. uh, 
and even at a young age, uh, general curiosity for the world and trying things and uh, certain appreciation for things like nature and working with people and people in general and the goodwill of people. And uh, we lucked out, I would say, about a year ago, almost to the day, uh, maybe, you know, give or take a couple of days here or there, um, with a chance encounter in Grand Central as you were heading home from doing some work here in New York. And, um, you know, as I tell people, it's kind of an interesting story. Uh, you know, over 45 minutes or however long we were conversing, realizing that uh, we shared a lot of the same uh, interests in professionally as well as personally still after all that time. And uh, we really looked at this as an opportunity to uh, reconnect uh, on a personal level. And that's, you know, I, I selfishly and kind of think about it is like it's really um, been exciting to have somebody that you already have an established trust with that you can communicate and share ideas with and um, discuss things over the past uh, year. Uh, it's been a real ex um, uh, really exciting uh, second coming of this friendship and relationship and uh, really am thankful to have you uh, starting this discussion. Um, so wanted to tell some people about um, similar to you, my, my journey, um, it had started in banking and financial services. Uh, at a point in time, I spent about almost half of my career in that space. And um, unfortunately, uh, I was shown a particular way to work and think about things um, and uh, very task-oriented. And as I got more and more experienced in my career, um, started getting involved and having more skin in the game from a decision perspective as I gained more experience and um, determining the strategy and the path forward a lot of times. Um, uh, as I got more experience, I was enabled to have those discussions. And one of the things I'd say over the better part of three years, like you kind of said, was opening up this concept of, you know, not taking the credit for things. It's the team's uh, outcome. It's the team's effort and really kind of checking my ego uh, at the door on a daily basis uh, has really kind of made my work life uh, balance and kind of the way I view work and I've been working that much more fulfilling because one of the critical components that's always been with me as a person has been uh, the willingness and want to work with people and really getting a lot of value out of that. Um, so for me, I think one of the things that I've learned based off of my experience is that uh, it really, regardless of what you're doing, uh, having that human element and listening and hearing people's stories or opinions first before jumping to contribute yours or trying to be the champion and trying to be the louder voice or push something through doesn't necessarily uh, work well um, and and personally is not as fulfilling a type of work to have. Um, so would you mind sharing with everybody out there this concept? Um, you know, I've gave I've given people a background of, you know, you've given people a background of your your experience, uh, your personal um reasoning why you're going down this path of constant learning, working with people, hearing different stories. Um, 
you know, what kind of led us down this path to, to get together, to interview each other, um, to create an environment for insight, if you will. And what other topics uh, um, have we discussed do you want to share with people out there? Well, uh, one, okay. So I found um, that uh, to innovate well, you have to involve other people. You have to be inclusive. And just in the sense we, in just in the, in, in the last year since um, we've been talking and working together, you've helped me, uh, uh, get, you know, get a number of ideas that I, that I've applied in the area of design and, um, all sorts of things. So I can say that it's really been generative to me to work with you. And I think our goal is to scale that, right? Um, if you can involve diverse personalities, diverse backgrounds, diverse attitudes, you're going to be able to learn more and you're going to be able to accelerate through that learning curve much faster. Um, and also it's, it's just fun and entertaining to interact with people. Um, one of the main goals of computer human interaction is to replicate the human human experience. And, um, and so, (laughs) um, I think another way of, of being better in developing computer, computer human interactions to spend more time with humans and figure out what types of questions do people ask? What types of information do they want to know? Um, and just getting exposure hours with other people, I think, will make you a better person, more humble, a better communicator, um, more interesting, uh, and uh, and a, a better cook. And that last part I just threw in. Anyway. Um, let me ask you something. Um, on that point about insights, um, experiences, you know, how do you have a way of identifying those pockets of information or pockets, little nuggets, if you will, of insight from people um, as you're going through your day-to-day or your travels or within your organization? Um, any Anything that you could share with us about how you actually look for insights or maybe some of the tools or what's your outlook when you're out there in the world? Yeah, so what I... What I- trying to do is be very intentional about listening to the words people say and the tools that they use and how they solve problems. And um, I'm always on the lookout for new and novel things, new and novel ways of solving problems, and especially ways of solving problems that are much easier and simpler. And uh, yeah, so that's how I spend a lot of my time is I'm always trying to listen carefully to how people are uh, using, you know, using these um, methods or um, kind of splicing together different disciplines and backgrounds to come up with novel insights. Um, of course, you can come up with insights through experience, doing something an, an, uh, 10,000 times, you're bound to learn something new. Um, but also the accidental insights I think are also useful is, and that's where, you know, you, you just, um, interact with enough people, you interact with enough types of, uh, varying information, even when you're quote unquote playing, um, I can tell you all the time, I'll learn something in regards to, you know, if I'm, um, helping out a play date with my daughter, I'll notice how kids, 
uh, are most comfortable forming relationships and um, how you can you know, start gathering information by just giving people a reason to converse and how you can give people permission to have a conversation and how you can approach information in a way that other people feel like they're about, you know, a value participant in that, in that talk. So um, insights are all around us. You just need to keep your eyes peeled and it really, really is, um, it really is fun, exciting when you're able to uncover something that, could really produce an amazing product or an amazing service or an amazing new way of working together. I'm always looking for that moment um, so I can share it. And also it's really what motivates and excites me. I think I agree with you. And, um, you know, it's interesting. I know you and I have talked about innovation and what that's looked like when you um, were to graph graph it and look historically versus the concept of we touch upon, we dance around a lot of different things like human centered design, um, uh, extrovert, extroverted design as well, whereby, you know, you're sharing a lot of stories, concepts, insights, and, you know, going forward with access to different means to communicate. Um, you know, it seems like the world is ripe for, um, some growth and innovation, assuming that people are willing to listen to stories and search for insights, much, much like you've advocated or talked about here. Um, I also think that, um, you know, going back to my own personal experiences, um, maybe I wasn't for the first part of my career on a trajectory or on a path of, uh, constant learning. But, um, you know, I think it's there's something to be said about people once they do make that leap of faith and kind of really put themselves on a path to learn from other people that, um, you know, increases their chances for success when it comes to identifying insights and, uh, and, and maybe pivoting and positioning that towards innovation. Yeah. And one thing I'll mention is about story. And I think about storytelling, and that's something that's common in design. And uh, you can be so much more impactful if you can weave your point of view into a story, something that has emotional components, that has you know peaks and valleys, and you take someone on a journey. There's going to be way more hooks uh, when that person hearing that you know hearing what you have to say. They're they're going to be so much more likely to remember it, and you're going to have such a higher degree of potential for affecting them because persuasion being able to you know, positively persuade people so they can recognize what the right answer is and they can recognize how to take action. Um, that's another component uh, that I'm always watching and observing is how people tell stories, what they choose to tell in their story, and um, you know, how, you can, how you can convey and message your ideas in the most impactful way. So, so you made, made me think about something like, what, if you wanted to share with somebody like I'm, I'm constantly documenting and trying to capture throughout the, as I go throughout the day to day things that come up in my mind and decide if I need to act on them or where they fit into what I'm focusing on or how they make their way into my own mental backlog. What, what do you do? What does Lee Duncan do when he identifies an insight 
or something that he wants to spend a little bit more time on. Do you have a process for handling that? Yeah, I do. It's funny. A lot of times I will, um, especially in the middle of the night or in the morning, I'll think I have a great idea. But after I've allowed my <laughs> logical frontal cortex uh, to exp- the process that I find out it was super crazy. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in the, in the area of being really um, divergent and thinking about a range of solutions. And sometimes I really push that. I'll come up some super ultra divergent solutions. But I keep a, a, uh, I keep a journal, a piece of paper handy by me all the time. Um, and a lot of times I'll keep a piece of paper in my pocket. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty strange, but uh, especially if you leave it in there and you wash your clothes. But um, I have a piece of paper in my pocket and usually something to write with because that moment will come and go quite quickly. And if I, if I don't write it down, it's gone. Um, I know some people are also using their phone, but it's just, it's a better experience for me and easier if I just know I have it. And then as part, to finish off that process, I have um, a, a bowl that I dump all my ideas in. And then I usually allow my, uh, you know, my brain to process it a little further. Sometimes I improve and iterate on it if I, if I am intentional about not thinking about it. And then in a day or two, I put them all out and I, I figure out which ones do I want to take action on. Because at getting back to the beginning, your idea is, is only as good as your ability to take action. Um, and it's more important usually to take action than actually being right. Those are borrowed sayings from a number of different agencies. Um, so anyway, I find the one I think has the most traction and the highest potential. And then I challenge myself with what's my next immediate action to make this real. And um, so that, that's my process. I try to be extremely broad, generative, always have something around me to write things down. I put them in a collection area and then I reflect on them and apply uh, the critical mind after a day or two and then iterate on it. And then I challenge myself to take action. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I've been finding real useful this tool called Real-Time Board. And uh, for the better part of a year, um, it's on the desktop in the office. Uh, I have a version, an instance on my laptop as well as my mobile device. And... Um, it allows me to capture that idea and it's arranged in a manner that I kind of go through like a backlog and just kind of prioritize things or see what I'm currently working on at any point in time. So that's been one of the tools that I've been using to keep myself honest. And, um, you know, I think if you've been in this business going back to like the benefit of experience, the discipline and the approach and what work finding something that works for you and putting in place a repeatable process and being disciplined about that is, is really key. Uh, I know for me, it's been key to be successful, just keep things on track and uh, you know, kind of on a personal note, uh, uh, freeing up my capacity and my time to spend with my family, um, which I know you're a family man as well. And uh I probably think that that's the only way you keep anything, everything all together. Uh, otherwise, it'd be hard to manage all that. Um, I had a question. Do you, uh, do you have any more on enablers around um, just generally speaking about identifying insights or um, different things that you've come across? Um, 
you know, uh, I think with information and the availability of it in this day and age, uh, it's really easy to kind of pick your poison or, you know, you log in, you do a search for something or, you know, you may know a few people professionally that have been advocating one source or form for thoughts to be shared. Um, any enablers out there that you feel are worth discussing or talking or even like I, you and I joke with, joke about certain uh, things you can do um, from a, you know, say you're into homeopathy, you know, certain things that definitely um, I know that's probably some of the listeners don't know this about you, but you do have put a lot of time and focus on your body health, um, natural remedies to make you work more effectively, which I think is very admirable and would be interesting for people to hear some of the, the tools that you use. Yeah, I do a lot <laughs> to try to to try to uh, stay calm and be focused. And something uh, something you mentioned a second ago is there there are a number of I'll call them ceremonies, repeatable actions that you can take every day to increase your chance of success. Um, and some of them are so boring that no one people don't like to do them, but they are among the most effective. So if you want to hack your ability to be effective. Uh, one very simple way is to make sure you get enough sleep and make sure you yeah. sleep at the right time. And that is, that is not a fun one for people. Um, it, it, it's not, a, it's, it's not something that you would get a lot of clicks on if, if, if that was the name of your, your book, sleep a lot. Um, at, at sleep by eight. <laughs> go to sleep. Yeah. Live, live a common life, go to bed. I'm not sure that's a title. That's going to sell more than one copy that you you'll buy yourself or your parents will buy. Anyway, so um, so one, get to sleep, get to bed on time, and uh, follow the sun as far as your eating and your activity habits. Uh, one, there's a lot of interesting science about how you trigger your uh, excitability of the brain if you eat late at night. Um, and you want to be aligned with your circadian rhythm. And if you can get all that right, then you will be much more productive. You can probably achieve 10 to 30% more. You'll have a higher degree of focus. You'll be in a better mind state to be kind to people. And when you're kind to those around you, they want to work with you and they want to ideate. Um, but just let me just try to be really provocative and, and tell you a couple other things. So I also do uh, heat shock, heat shock uh, training, which is nothing more than a sauna. But the minimum effective dose that I try to go with is five days a week, 175 degrees, 21 minutes. And um, the reason why I do that is because it signals brain-derived neurotropic factor, which is the neurons that help with myelination in the brain. So you can remember all those things, those ideas, um, and be more, more productive, be happier. And then another thing, last thing I'll mention, is I have something called a hypoxicator. What is that? Okay, that's interesting. It's nothing more than an altitude machine because it's been found through research that it, through inter intermittent hypoxic training, if you, um, you know, like if, if you can replicate training at high altitude, you will have, you will have, you will release uh, all types of hypoxic uh, <laughs> neural signaling that makes your brain produce more neurons. And that helps with memory and creativity and um, all the uh, neurotransmitter components that, are, that help with that, um, it definitely will be make you more generative when you're 
when you're when you least expect it, you'll have ideas that that are pretty profound. So all those those uh, those those things and many many more are elements that I use to uh, to help me be more creative, to put me in the right mindset, um, and to to help my wellness. So I'm not sick and I'm happy. I'm a better husband and a better father. It's funny. Um, Soleil and I were talking to a friend of ours last night at home and uh, was telling her that uh, today we're actually recording our first episode and uh, was giving a little background on you. And her thing was, uh, yeah, he's got a special device that uh, uh, kind of mimics what it's like to train at altitude. And uh, that was one, that's how Soleil, my wife, knows you. Um, and likes to joke about the, not joke, but joke in a very cool way. Like this dude is serious about fitness. This dude is serious about uh, mind hacks and different things. And he's put a lot of thought into that. Um, we all thought that that was really cool. Yes. Yeah. I, used to, you know, I used to be called, uh, at one time I had a nickname of Extremely. Extremely. Yeah. I, I basically tried to make it as extreme as possible. Yeah. Um, and, you know, fasting trying to do all types of ultra endurance things till you basically, uh, uh, those are all interesting, interesting things to me, especially because I like how the body adapts to those challenges. You can stretch yourself, stretch your mind, stretch your physical, you know, beca- uh, stretch your physical ability. I find in most of the cases that, that I learned something from, I learned something about myself. Uh, and, and yeah, it, it makes, makes my body and my mind function better. Yeah, I I personally think that uh, sleep is a real critical component for me. Um, I am part of that go to bed at eight o'clock in the evening crowd. Um, you know, just my life outside of work and uh, my home life kind of necessitates it with the two small ones. Um, but I also find that uh, you know, for the first time for an extended period of time, I'm on a consistent um, you know eight hours of sleep a night, which is really uh, means a lot for my well-being when I start the day. Also, with uh, sprinkled on with a little bit of a walk in the morning has done me wonders as well. Um, so that usually when I hit the office um, or I kind of after at the end of that 30 to 40 minute period of walking in the morning after dropping off my son, I, I feel like uh, I've got a, you know, at least for the first part of the day, a, a good priority and alignment on what I need to do and maybe have worked through some things that have, I've been tossing around for the past couple of days. So that's good. So, um, experiences of insight. Huh? So that's what we're going to be calling this thing. I think so. I think that's what we're going to call it. Yeah. At least, for, at least for the time being, what do you think we should tell people that we can offer them? Um, you know, when, when it comes to each one of these episodes, you know, at the onset, you and I have discussed this, and I think we have a, a few ground rules. Um, anything you want to share with people as far as what they can hope to expect? Yeah, uh, I think this is going to be a lot like like the Tim Ferriss Tribe of Mentors, but you can listen to it. So it's going to be much shorter, and it could be all over the page. Uh, it, you know, these can be high-performing individuals in the in the normal sense in their professional life. But it could also be people that have figured out how to 
really um, appreciate other people, how they've reached a, another plane of, of joy and contentment. Um, it can also spark your interest in different areas that you didn't know existed or exist. Um, so I would say this is definitely one half entertainment, one half learning and, um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting for us and I think it'll be equally interesting for you. Yeah, I, I agree. And, uh, you know, going back to one of those things that I had spoke about earlier and we had spoken about previously is, you know, going into it with this concept of innovation and, different views and storytelling and giving people a chance to, to communicate and taking people and listening to stories, maybe not from your typical day to day. Um, you know, it's not always going to be an interesting dialogue. We could hope that it will be. Um, but one of the things that we will do is we will try our best to curate um, some people and uh, allow them, give them a form or a floor to, uh, communicate their insight and share with people in the hope that it's uh, incrementally making things better for a larger audience or population out there. Um, and who knows, maybe a couple months down the road, we'll reevaluate that as we get different feedback and hear from different people and maybe get some suggestions of uh, different guests that would like to come on and have a dialogue with us. But I think right now we're pretty much setting the stage for a great um, working podcast and something from, from which to start from. And, uh, I, you know, I, you know, this as well, Lee, I couldn't ask for a better host and thank time and the thought and, uh, participating in this little experiment. Likewise. Yeah, same. And I'm really excited about our ability to ask questions and hopefully give some really amazing answers and, accelerate the insights that that the folks that we have on our on our podcast have all right well um i'd like to uh thank you again and uh thank those of you that are listening out there um thank you very much for taking the time to check us out um initially lee and i've discussed um once we get this out there up and running we're going to be on a regular cadence um and we will be we have a few guests already lined up and we will be um dedicating this podcast to bringing you a really nice motley crew of individuals that could provide us these experiences of insight um we look forward to you coming along with us in, on this journey and um shortly you should be able to find with the link to this episode um uh, a path through which to reach us directly, uh, provide feedback as well as suggestions for potential topics that, uh, you would like to see or like to see us address or, uh, discuss with people. And, uh, we look forward to bringing all that content to you. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. From Lee and I, I wanted to thank you for joining us today. You can visit our landing page for our contact information in the event that you have any feedback, suggestions, or just want to say hi. 
That's experiencesofinsight.com. Bye.